0: I'm Rosa Mendez, and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty and Farrow. I had the best time ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrow, Daddy, in Long Island, the best pro wrestling broadcast of all time. I think... Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and and join the team as a Monty and the member? Nudity is out of the question.
1: Any other ideas?
0: I don't know, man. (laughs) I I don't know. But what I I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should
1: tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out
0: all our content. But that's you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show. Because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage or right our own page yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture or whatever. And boy, that's honest give 20. them
1: their choice. That's right. We rock.
0: We do rock. You need to rock too. Join. All right. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Montana Farrow, only seen here out of indie music television, straight out of Ron Conklin, Long Island. At the board is our favorite, most famous producer of all time, Jared Spidey. So J- famous. What's up, bud? What's up? Not much. What's new? What's been going on this week? Just been working, living my life. Living your yep. life? Doing my. How's thing? your
2: girl doing, man? She's doing good. She's out in Connecticut. Yeah? Oh yeah. Are you in love? Who knows? Who knows?
0: <laughs>
1: you
2: know, Captain, Jarrett, Jarrett, think, you know with, with Jarrett, all due respect. With all
0: due respect, you're a really good looking guy. I really Thank gotta you. get you on camera one time. They gotta they gotta <laughs> really get the fans have to see. How good looking, Jared? is. Like you should not be tied to one woman, Jared. I got to be honest what with you. What the hell, Mike? <laughs> you getting worried over there? This guy's no. ready to
1: kiss you. What's We're live on? right now. He's
0: handsome,
1: but Dude, come on. if
0: I looked like Jared, I would be pulling, pulling crazy. Jared,
1: you crazy are you are women. a civilized gentleman to behave the way you do. You could Thank be getting you. away with bloody
0: murder, my friend. You could. <laughs> you definitely you, could. You, you could. So, Pharaoh Glad yeah. to see you this week. I'm very excited. I'm glad to see me this week. I'm very excited for this episode. Mm-hmm. We've got the um, podcast uh, hosts. Yes. yes. From Dan and Benny in the Ring. Very nice. Big, big fan of that show. He, I like the show. Which I is amazing. Know, I, which is amazing. I
1: don't amazing. watch or listen to nothing, but I listen to them. I do like them.
0: I mean, I they can't wait good. for the people to meet these guys, they but um, I will tell you what turned me on to the show was. I had seen them on another podcast, and again, Mm. you know I watch different shows, right? Yes, you do. See what kind of competition's out there, but long story short, I had seen them on a show, whatever, and I had known their names because I think they were on that show for a little bit, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe I was on Podbean or something and it came up on a feed or something, and uh, they had a very, like, just like... I don't know. Again, I'm not a wrestling expert. We all know this, right? Right. So there's a lot of people in the industry that are pretty famous, I guess. And I don't know, but they have these people on. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I got to listen to this nightmare. So I put it on. I was like, what are they? Unbelievable. And then from that point on, Hooked, every episode friggin' off the hook. Yeah. Nugget City. So finally, Finally, we got the opportunity to say, hey, guys, we'd love you to come on the show. So I'm excited to hear these guys. Best part of this, though. Mm-hmm. You're an expert. You know what? If wrestling keeps this up, I'm not going to be. But you are. But okay. Um, okay. Benny is an expert. Yeah. Dan is an expert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, not really. Oh, stop picking but, on yourself. But you know,
1: you know plenty. But here's You've the fun, here's more the fun some part people about to learn.
0: it. Learn. Go ahead. Um, Mm-hmm. I think all four of us couldn't be so different. So this could be a very okay. good conversation. All right. That's cool. And uh, that works. I think there'll be a lot of disagreeing. So what? But but fun. That's right? the way it goes. That, I love yeah, that type of that's shit. Fine. Uh, but before we get to our guests, I just want to remind everybody, one week. From tomorrow, we get plastered. We get plastered. <laughs> get There's plastered. nothing better than interviews <laughs> with us when <laughs> we're, we're pla- plastered. Oh, wait, but it. we got Marty Ginetti. Uh, What's up, Mikey? I think at 5 o'clock or okay. 5.30, I'd have to okay. look at the schedule. Does Marty,
1: does Marty still know? Marty still knows. <laughs> just All right. checking. Okay. Marty
0: knows. Good. And then uh, we've got Val Venus and Hell Eugene hello. in here where Marty will Monty? be on the dais. And back to the Marty thing, it's... Yeah. Ask Marty anything. So yes. I'm setting up video calls where, you know, why you know our family members can yeah. call in, very video cool. in. We don't very, take phone calls. Very cool. And you could have a one-on-one with Marty. That is. That's and you awesome. you could ask some questions. So yeah. I mean, and, 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 and no it. question all, out of limits either, right? With Marty, no. How
1: could there? I don't be? think with anybody. I also love the fact Val Venus and Eugene. That's beautiful. That's, that's right, a, and, and that's Marty will a, be here that, asking questions that, with us. That's
0: great. Uh, Manny Fernandez. Oh. After that, huge. Very huge. Very, very, very huge. And then we finish off with Wildfire Tommy Rich.
1: Yep. And at that point, you and I will have drank how much? And Tommy's going to be like, break out the bowls? Break out the wow. weed? I'm going to be destroyed. This is going to be great.
0: All right. So um, these guys are coming in because they're part of 80s Fest. Okay. Um, And that's uh, 80s con, I think it's 80s called. And that's run car. by a guy by the name of Tommy Fiero. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what? I don't feel good when you say that name. He sounds like you don't a like Tommy ass looking motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you don't even know Tommy Fierro, do you? I don't, I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think he isn't he like one of the fa- the millions so, and millions that have said something
0: bad about us. Hey, that that's not Tommy Fierro. Who the fuck Jared? is that? Jared. Who the hell? My bad. You, what did you just put up? That yeah, looks like Jazz Bono.
1: <laughs> you know what? There is a striking
0: similarity. So though. the one thing about this guy Tommy Fierro, though mm-hmm. is I hear he he's friends with La Greca. Oh, <laughs> That's right? his problem, and he also claims that the yeah. WWE um, <laughs> is big on him. Is big on him, like that guy. they're really they're really oh, looking oh. for him to become a writer, of course, and, they and are. part of the you know oh. part of the organization. <laughs> okay. And all I can think about is okay. you got to learn how to iron your shirt first yeah. before you get to work. for Could you imagine Vince hiring that guy? The guy doesn't even hire, like iron his shirt. Man. It looks
1: like Roderick Strong did this week. <laughs> Fucking shave, asshole! <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> You look like <laughs> Vince Russo, except you might have gone to the gym a few more times.
0: I, I don't even think you... Well, uh, uh, you Barely. Know what? Whatever. Anyway, the guy's trying to do the right thing and, uh, you know, have a nice little wrestling con, and uh, maybe with that money, we can learn how to iron your clothes a little bit. Yeah, and comb your hair and not look so much like Chaz Bono. There you go. That's rough. So we got a little bit of heat on social media this week. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Well,
0: I made the okay. ultimate mistake, right? What? So. You did you did you express your opinion? I expressed my opinion. Idiot. Yes. Every time we try to express but, our opinion, but the re- we get in trouble. The reason behind it was because yeah. Jim Cornette on his on his podcast was mm-hmm. coming off the chic. Documentary okay, went on, you know, said some unflattering things about Eric Sims. I think he called him a greasy scumbag. I don't know the exact Jim words. Eric Cornette called Eric Sims a greasy scumbag. I don't know if those are the
1: words. Okay, so you're I don't I'm paraphrasing. You. Okay, that's fine. And then we all
0: know what Kevin Nash has said about Eric Sims on what a couple. It, he unclicked right? this the, basically that Eric, you know, is annoying and okay. like he always like. You know, the, the, the event they're at is only about five minutes away, but Eric gets them up an hour and a half early. Right, so, right, right, right. you know, right. we went on social media. And, on KFC. You know, oh, I and you. Uh, I'll All just right. read it real quick and tell me if you agree with it or not right, but uh, it says recently some podcasts have been taking a hard line with Eric Sims however based on the online discussions and social media interactions it appears that Eric Sims has mixed reputation among wrestling fans some fans appreciate his contributions to the independent wrestling scene while others criticize him for his various reasons such as his controversial behavior his management style and his involvement in certain incidents it is important to note that the opinions of wrestling personalities such as Jim Cornette and Kevin Nash are highly subjective and vary widely depending on the individual preferences, experiences, and the perceptions. Ultimately, whether Eric Sims is liked or disliked by the wrestling fans is a matter of personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with Mr. Sims has been nothing but a pleasant experience. Both Cornette and Nash have... Now, this this is us writing, and, you know, we are we. Okay. Okay. All right. Both Cornette and Was Nash... Was I sleeping while we were writing? Yes, I'm just you asking. Oh, Go by ahead. the way, give me credit. Pretty good writer, you right? Did wh- thank you did. By the way, this is the best I've ever heard you read. Keep going. Go You're ahead, on fire you. right now. Both Cornette and Nash <laughs> have a blessed life. <laughs> One having the genetics to being over seven feet and make millions with limited of athletic ability. Okay. The other who had a mother who serviced the boys on a daily basis so her boy could live his dream. Honestly, pro wrestling business needs Mr. Sims. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this is, a, this is, if I can really quickly, Go this is a very interesting sentence here because I could see people totally jumping the wrong way with this. By the way, when, you, when she was servicing the boys, she was taking, taking them on runs, yes. getting them food,
0: right. doing things like that. Right. Where
1: the fuck's their minds? Did they come after you or They something? came
0: after saying, you know, how dare you say mom, not like mommy mommy? No, it wasn't. That is not
1: what that meant. Thank you. Boy, you're not even allowed to use a legal English word. They're just going to twist it here around. here lies
0: the problem of this whole thing. Whatever, man. So we go All to right. defense of Eric Sims, who we yeah. do business with on a regular basis, yeah. right? Yeah. We we yeah. would actually consider him a friend at some point, I yeah. would think, right? At some point, yeah. yeah. Right. right. So I go onto yeah. Sims' page because people are going crazy over this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Sims also oh, no. plus play playing Switzerland. Well, I don't know what Monty and Afaro and Mike Monty meant by service. I asked him, but I didn't give him an answer. Instead of saying, fuck you, those are my boys, he don't say shit. Why not? Because he's a whiny little pussy. That's why. He's a pussy. Eric Sims, listen, dude, we like you, but you are nothing but a disloyal little dirtbag. Fair enough. He is, right? Yeah,
1: fair enough. I agree with that, if that's the way this has gone down, while I was sleeping. Listen, we went out of our way to defend him. What's up with that? Because he, because... Eric Sims is about, Eric Sims is about himself. When was the last time anybody that has claimed to be our friend and done business with us ever fucking had our back?
0: Never. Thank you. And Eric's not even one of them either. Well, welcome to the business.
1: Doesn't mean I, I don't like Eric.
0: Doesn't mean I don't like Eric, but Eric has proven himself to be a disloyal little bitch. He should—he should have been defending you've—we've defending a, us.
1: He's, yeah. Well, I don't expect him to defend me. Quite honestly. Well, that's a whole other issue. That's a man. whole other issue. Eric he, won't even shake. He your doesn't aunt. even say hello and shake my hand because, after all, I'm only the fucking
0: co-host of the show. Oh well, you remember something? He is the Jewish ninja. Yeah, he does know Israeli really types. So anyway, life. Eric disappointed me because again. Yeah. It's wartime, mm-hmm. right? The Ukraines right. are getting attacked. Right,
1: right. Here comes hey, wait, 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 the United wait, wait. States. Wait. This ain't no Ukraine. I know, but I understand. This ain't no, you, no Ukraine. Using
0: an example. No. Ukraine's to get attacked Here come the United States To yeah. help them yeah. And then all of a sudden We go in there yeah. And the Ukraine goes Okay well we don't want to fight On behalf of you Go right. ahead and do business Right
1: How many times did we see this In the past with other people <laughs> Welcome to pro wrestling We go hide behind a rock And then you guys deal with it
0: I want to thank the band That sings a the theme song For Monty the And Jimmy Farrell Along with his mm-hmm. partner Bart Riggs Make up the band Wisteria Hall. Bart Wisteria, Hall. Man. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs As in my dream This life not far behind Here comes the rain You can find their music On the Wisteria Hall YouTube page Very nice Download their music on Spotify Apple yes. Music, Reverb Nation, yes, yes. or where all music is. Uh, we sold. are
1: about to get going with the follow up to Tales from the Woods. Very one, excited. We
0: are Very about excited. To. So, and you know, you know what? what? Yeah. If you haven't heard Wisteria Hall play, by yeah. all means, go to the Wisteria Hall page or go on to Monte Nefaro. which I think Wisteria Hall was just here about a month and a half ago. Right. With one of the highest viewed New York cable shows of the year, by the way. Wow. Yes. Very nice. And oh,
1: by the way, our music is way better than any shit you'll see from uh, the future upcoming Junkyard dog uh
0: train wreck are you trying to say you're no pig farm i like pig farm you leave them alone jared 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 to me said (laughs) what did you say to me before pharaoh got here you better not don't you pick on pig farm i forgot who who we were talking about but oh, we were talking. Oh, he was asking how the deal was going with our, a possible sponsor for the show. That's yeah. supposed to be a big money deal. Yeah. And we, we were discussing it, and oh, he no, said, "Do you, you were... think?" Would you say you think you ruined it with the pig farm episode? <laughs>
2: oh, <Jim. laughs> no, 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 rough. no! We were talking about someone coming on the show. <laughs> oh, no, that's it's right. Rough. Uh, we then... said,
0: "Is there a possibility?" <laughs> A lot of people want to come on the show, right? We get a lot of requests. Right, yeah. And I said, it's really not a big deal to come on our show, right? Like, we're we're pretty wide open. And I, said, I think Jared I said, said, well, well after you had farm. pig farm, oh, you opened the door for everybody. <laughs> we didn't jump
1: the shark. We jumped the pterodactyl. I mean, what are, what are, what are we saying here? <laughs> by, the, by the way, speaking of dinosaurs, Jared, please find out who the hell used the toilet because I feel like a brontosaurus took a dump in there. No, I'm serious. I, guys, I'm, star- I'm sorry at home, okay? I, I Too it. much information. I understand. Dude, I am telling you. I could not believe what was on the on the surface of that toilet. I was like, what the hell happened here? Kong. What the fuck? Kong. Who the fuck was here that left that? that ain't no ring around if You didn't the know you are
0: watching Long Island's number one pro uh, wrestling yeah, broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Catch us on YouTube, the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on High Heart Radio, Spotify Anchor. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and every Saturday at 11:30 a.m. and Channel 20 on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Where you will catch the reduced Consolidated abbreviated. abbreviated episode where Action Monty plan. and the Faro meet Dan and Benny in the ring. So nice. this will be very excited. Yes. Yes. And I'm asking everybody out there, please download the free app, Intuitive IN2. ITIVE <laughs> network it's free it's got documentaries <laughs> and most importantly it has Long Us. Island's number 1 pro Us. wrestling broadcast we're going to go to a quick commercial break i want to do a roll call first hey, before we get to up? our who's guests who's
1: out there who's out there
0: it's a little light tonight man what? rick b i haven't seen you in a while loose how are you up? whoa Look it's chris up? lee get out of holy here holy shit no chris way. lee's what's back up, man? chris god bless what man we were worried about how you have you been bro? a mess
1: I, hey, I answered you on the
0: page, dude. You have to go see Tessa Blanchard, my friend. What? It's a must. He's going. What? Tessa Blanchard's coming to his area. Oh really? He was asking what we thought if he oh. she, he should go see Hells Tessa. Yeah. Hell's yeah, I'd go see and Tessa ask Blanchard. ask some
1: questions, get some information, man. John, Where'd how you are
0: you? you? Um, yeah. first lady in the house, we love you, Rick B. Thank you for being such a longtime member. God yeah, bless Rick. you. Where you been, Share bro? bear, rip Jerry Springer real quick before oh, we go to our shit. guests. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Cherbear. Forgot about what's that.
1: What's up, Bear? Uh What is up? Um, dude, Jerry Springer, bro. What do you think about that? Because uh, Jerry Springer... Okay, let me real quick say this. Jerry Springer was the first television show that enlightened me to the fact that people are trash. Really? Think about that show! You slap with my cousin, and then I slap with yours, and I'm going to beat you. I, I mean, what the... Dude, it was the worst trick I've ever. Dude, the,
0: crazy, seen. But it was so the over. craziest episode I ever was saw was, was this guy. Was so he's bad. like fifty something years old, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's on there and he's talking about how yeah. he uh, goes to hotels and does some stuff. <laughs> As I said, this was the show where I learned that the human race was trash. <laughs> there you go! Wow. wow! And then Maury Bowman showed up! More trash! We'll be back with our guests. We're very excited to have the two co-hosts, our host of Dan and Barry in the Ring.
1: Dan and Benny. We'll see you in a second. Did I say Dan and Barry? Yeah, Ben and Jerry, Dan and Barry. I don't know what's going on here. Dan and Benny in a moment. They rule. Stay tuned.
0: Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What?! No. I mean, I need a dumpster.
1: Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V, Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP.
3: b-e-n-b-u-i-e 34 at gmail.com when you need a home, you need the Rockstar
1: Realtor tell him Wolfie sent you. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee M&J Video Games and Collectibles sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items we buy, sell, and trade M&J Video Games and Collectibles located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles.
0: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. And from the other side of the world, our honor... Dan and Benny in the ring.
3: That's the Long Island sign.
0: (laughs) Hey, guys. What up, guys? What up? Thanks for joining us. So first I want to say, welcome to the dark side. You probably have (laughs) lost half your friendship from appearing on this
3: show. You've done it. You like
0: Black Sabbath.
1: This is the heel
3: turn, right?
0: This is it. This
1: is it. (laughs) This is it. Well done, though, guys. Appreciate it. Why don't you do us all a favor and tell us all about your wonderful sparkling show that even the Pharaoh fucking likes. Tell everybody about yourself, guys.
3: Who goes first?
1: Ah, Betty. Here.
3: Go ahead. You want to know how we started, maybe? Sure. Be interesting. Okay.
1: Be lively. And uh, Dan's
3: going to have to fill in the blanks with this one, but I started listening to uh, a show, that's me, with my Monty and the Pharaoh t-shirt. Oh, wow. um, started listening to this podcast called Wrestling with the Future. And I listened to a few episodes, and then all of a sudden, um, I hear from the host that they need a, a new co-host. And I thought, well, you know, it's maybe something I could try. I had never done it before, but I uh, spoke to the guy on the phone for about an hour. And he says, you're, you're in. And then uh, I guess he, he uh, actually cleared me with uh, Sal Corrente, who was your guest a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a couple of days later, I was out. And he said, we, we got somebody else, and his name is Dan Sebastiano. I said, okay. And I listened to him, and I thought, wow, this guy's <laughs> pretty polished. And it was a good choice, you know, on Angelo's part. Um, and um, as as uh, fate would have it, though, uh, I became a guest, a semi-regular on the show after that. And uh, uh, a little bit after that, Dan and I decided to go our own way, and uh, the rest is history. But I'll, I'll – let Dan explain why he need Angelo needed the new uh, co-host.
2: That's you know, it's actually funny. I I remember a couple of years back when Angelo told me that there was others he was talking to. I never knew that was you that I got the job from. Oh That's yeah, funny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I. I but I, I did the honors. Wow. <laughs> you wow. Look at, looking up at the lights
0: already. Wow, Benny. Dan just. Ripped your guts out and took your spot. That's
3: rough, boy. It was so weird though. Like I'm, I'm now I'm listening to this guy. And, I mean, I, I was scared shitless because I had never done anything like before, that, like that before. I'd never been on a podcast. And I'm listening. I said, "Man, this stand guy is p- pretty polished. Good choice, you know." And then uh I, I, a few weeks later, I did get invited on the show because of my writing. And uh and then I became a semi-regular. And then I got kicked off a couple of times because we had a, a clash of. Uh, philosophies, maybe you might want to say. And then after a while, we decided we'd do it on our own. Kind of like the Jefferson spinning off from all in the family.
0: Okay.
3: Well, Dan, she, like, uh, let me
0: ask you, did you, did you feel, like, did you ever think about doing podcasts? Like, how do you get involved in it?
2: No, it, I, I hadn't actually. Um, when Wrestling with the Future started, y- you guys know Angelo. He had started Ooh. with a friend of mine. I have <laughs> exactly. no idea who you're
1: talking Sorry. about. But go with,
2: ahead. with a friend of mine named uh, uh, Jeff Robinson, Jeff the ref, we called him. He was a, a referee here in the Mid Atlantic area. Um, and then he had retired and started doing security for Virginia Championship Wrestling. I guess Vanguard Championship Wrestling at the time, the local uh, promotion here in, in Virginia. And uh, unfortunately, Jeff passed away. And he was the co-host of the show. Angelo had posted something on Jeff's page that he was looking for, um, you know, just kind of a filler while they while they figured out what to do next because Jeff had the roundtable show that he did, the refs roundtable, they called it. And I reached out to Angelo and said, you know, hey, for the sake of one, Jeff's memory, but two, I mean, half of what I would do at the VCW shows was just talk to Jeff about wrestling and history and various things. And so next thing I know, Angelo's like, yeah, that sounds great. Not only do you, seem to know your stuff but you know you have that personal connection to why we're trying to do this and one thing led to another i, I did the show with with angelo wrestling with the future for a couple of years and then like benny said we slowly tr- started transitioning away um from wrestling for obvious reasons the the quality of the product was not as good then as it, as it was or, or had been. And a lot of the older talent we talked to, everybody was, I don't watch today's stuff, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Angelo kind of wanted to spin the show uh, off of wrestling. And while I had fun with some of those episodes talking to actors and, and writers and artists and other things, Benny and I had started talking about really enjoying the wrestling side of it. And one thing led to another. We talked to Angelo. We got our kind of mutual parting and we spun off and it's been what a couple of years now we've been doing dan and benny in the ring best, best two and a half almost yeah did. best thing you guys mm-hmm. ever
1: did absolutely it's so, so much better you guys must be thrilled compared to what you know where it was i think so that's me speaking though
0: so i know, think
3: his lawyers are still trying to sue us but
2: <laughs> what? so well you know all all so jokes that's aside what though, happened I mean, no... to his teeth very good okay well, <laughs> go ahead all jokes aside, though there aren't, you know, I would hope there's no hard feelings. He actually reached out to us not that long ago. We uh, or okay. congratulations on the hundredth episode. We had a big two-hour special with uh, <laughs> with Kent Patera, um, nice. and and you know we had done. Oh, look at that, Benny! Look at that guy. That's
3: that's some guns there. Come on.
2: That is that's the <laughs> and, guy. Who is that? And we so, so just to be clear, that, wow. that, that picture that just came nice. up, that's the guy that lost his job to a guy holding a cat of a second ago. <laughs> well, so. You know, so but
0: Dan, you kinda you kinda go over that that conversation. So you talk to this guy Angelo and he's like, You really know what you're doing. I'd like you to be part of the show. Does he turn around to you and say, But there's this other guy I promised to position? Like what how what was that conversation like?
2: No, I mean, honestly, it's been a few years, but he, he mentioned that he had talked to other people and I mean, it's, to me, I didn't think of it any differently than any other job I'd applied for through the years where it's like, you know, you're not clearly not the only one in the running, but we picked you and I never thought about whether or not he had promised it to somebody else or, or how far along the conversations with other people had gotten. Was it like this though? Like you know, you finally got that that
0: job. You're like, "Holy cow! I'm going to be co-host of this show." And then you do a couple of them, and you're like,
2: "What the? F-? <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. I mean, I, the, that's great. Not, not at all. Not at all. I, like I said, I was excited because I mean, I enjoyed a lot of what they had done. Yeah. Um, yeah. obviously, like I said, i was friends with Jeff, and. Yeah, there was definitely the reason Benny and I left was because we had kind of transitioned away from wrestling, and I'm I always played the the straight man. Uh, you know, I was the for for lack of a better description. It, it, you think Mulder and Scully? I was the Scully. I was the the mm-hmm. facts. I was the mm-hmm. uh, the non believer. So when we would want to talk to you know bigfoot experts and psychics and things like that i ended up conspiracy theorists i was always the the what if or the straight man and that that doesn't really play very well in if you're trying to get a message across when one of the you know you're interviewing a guy who is selling a book or something and one of the hosts clearly has I don't want to say no interest, but you know he doesn't doesn't believe what this guy's saying or doesn't agree with it. It doesn't really play off very well. Versus the history interviews where you know Benny and I talk to whoever we're talking to. I mentioned the Ken Patera episode, and Benny and I, you can clearly tell during the conversation, we're enjoying the story, uh, we're learning, and that's something too that we we wanted to do specifically is is our style. When, when Benny and I sat down to, to create the show was we didn't want a straight interview. We wanted something that sounds like three guys just sitting at a Hooters having a conversation about the good old days. And and a lot of it comes, you know, that way people tend to open up more. They they tend to use, I mean, in Ken Patera's case, they tend to use a little more language than we expected, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you, you can't get that in a more structured interview either.
0: Well, Benny, answer me this one. You guys really don't know each other. You're leaving this show. How did you guys know? Like, with me and Jimmy, we've known each other a long time, and we kind of, it's just natural. You guys are two people that really didn't know each other. How did you know it was going to mesh? Because, again, your show is, is different, and it's, every week is a great listen. And um, how did you know this was going to work out?
3: Well, I mean, really it didn't. It just kind of had to, you know, start it and see where it, where it led. But um, we, we found as we started doing the episodes that we really meshed. Um, we have a good style. We're both, you know, we're both kind of laid back people. We both have the passion for wrestling. And, uh, you know, it just it evolved. And after about maybe 10, 15 episode, episodes, I thought, wow, this is pretty good. I just, you know, we, we're fine-tuning it as we go.
1: You must be very proud now. You've hit a hundred episodes. Any thoughts on the? We're fact at one twenty-two.
3: I think was uh, yeah. was, uh, was last week. And he, was, and he thought, was um, Did you ever think it would get get this far? No, I, I didn't. I, you know, I mean, and Dan always says the average uh, sports entertainment podcast is three episodes. I think we've
2: done okay.
1: I think you've done fantastic.
2: I mean, man. you look at at any number of shows. And, and like I said, any anything under the Apple, Google, they track the sports and entertainment stuff. And yeah, the, the average listen is three. So when we went into it, it's like, hey, if it if it if it picks up, great. I mean, we we didn't go into it p- with planning to dethrone Cornette or anybody, you know, be be the biggest and the best. It, we were gonna, you know, two two guys, like I said, a couple of microphones and a laptop. We'll see where it goes. And right. I mean, you know, here we are, two and a half years later, still having fun. So.
0: But, like, here's the thing, right? Dan, you're a younger guy, right? Benny's a bit older. We're kind of... Ancient. We're in the middle. But we're not in the middle. We're I'm, on I'm the ancient. other side. Yeah. Um, You guys have to have differences of opinions, especially when it comes down to wrestling, right? Feel free to uh, speak, you know-
3: guys. <laughs> <laughs> he he's, well, didn't I should have raised my hand can I yeah. speak yeah. Um, <laughs> i I don't feel like that's ever been an issue and okay. I mean quite honestly I mean Dan's an old school wrestling fan so am I right and we we you know we don't like the a lot of the newer stuff so it really hasn't been an issue okay. How do you both feel about yeah, I mean, Vince
1: McMahon? I, because that always seems to be the thing that divides the old school fans. Well, I, I want to <laughs> add in here. Hold on. Yeah.
0: One of my major problems yeah. with Dan and Benny. Okay. Is they go out of their way okay. to put down our I our mentor, what? our icon. What? Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
1: Oh. All right. So well, to add on first to first Farrow's that. question, that's fine, whatever.
0: How could either one of you be down on Vince McMahon <laughs> considering <laughs> what he's done for the industry that, that both of you love so much? Any, can, any, can I start?
1: What's well, the same? at all or just fuck him? Is that basically it?
2: The, the, the same way that somebody who builds computers for fun can dislike bill gates or the, the opinion people have of elon musk nowadays benny and i give i mean just the history side that we cover we give credit where credit is due mm-hmm. with some of the promotions i mean uh we how many times a, a a month do we mention like bruno or some of the talent that worked for vince senior and Vince jr brought back we've talked about some of the success and in, in the time periods um i mean so it's not a blanket f that guy forget him okay. uh but there's also the there is a clear point you can look at wrestling over the last 20 20 ish years where you can see the modern Vince McMahon shining through and that current product with the the lack of stars the ridiculous so storylines and characters and gimmicks and some of the decisions you see and you can clearly tell that that was that was hundred percent Vince and the stories coming out about the raw script getting rewritten at seven fifty five p.m. for a show that mm-hmm. starts at eight. They still don't know what the main event's going to be. Well, he like, was doing that even you know, in the that,
1: good days, like the days that you would probably be more fond of. This has always been his mo. He's always worked like that. He's always gone on whims, and he's always changed shit. He's always been like this, whether it was Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, or all the way through to Stone Cold and everybody. This is Vince. You can't be that surprised anymore.
2: No, but if you you listen, I mean, you mentioned Cornette before you brought us on. You listen Mm -hmm. to people, uh, Cornette, Jim Ross, and some of the talent that he worked with back then. Mm -hmm. It's... There, there's a there's a period where yes Vince was Vince he's always been Vince but he had a chunk of time where he had voices in his ears that he listened to that kept certain things I don't want to say at bay but they they definitely kept certain forces away and when he it was a hundred percent him with a hundred percent control and he only had, one or two yes men instead of people that were willing to put their foot down and be like Vince that's a bad idea or I think you know that doesn't work for me brother however you want to want to word it yeah. you you start having the current product i mean you know well, hold,
0: uh, hold hold on go ahead. benny benny weigh in and then i i've got something to say go ahead benny
3: okay well you, you your remark was that he made it better but did he like for me he didn't make it better and that's my problem with Vince McMahon because you know, before he bought the company from his father, there were 30 territories around the country employing probably about 3,000 wrestlers, all who made a gainful, you know, a gainful living wrestling full time. Mm. And that is now maybe a couple of hundred wrestlers. And as a from a fan's perspective, uh, I'll use Florida for an example because I'm here. But the the loop in Florida was, I believe, Orlando on on Sunday. Um, uh, West Palm on Monday, Tampa Tuesday, um, let's see. Miami Wednesday and Jacksonville Thursday, and they, they ran spot shows on uh, Friday and Saturday. So if, if I'm a, a, a fan of living in Florida, a wrestling fan in 1981, I can and I'm living in Tampa. I can go to I can see wrestling at least 52 times a year. If I want to get in my car and drive an hour to Orlando, um, you know, then I can see it 104 times a year. And the spot shows might be might be local. So uh, now living in Tampa, I live about uh, uh, half an hour from uh, is it Amelie, where they would show it. They might come here twice a year. So how am I better off as a fan? Something I could have seen a hundred times, uh, and it was very affordable, by the way. Right. You know, you, you might pay seven bucks for a ringside ticket at uh, the Homer Hesterly in Tampa hmm. to watch to watch wrestling on a Tuesday night. Now you want to buy a ticket to, to Raw, you're paying 75 80 bucks. 80 so, I, I mean, Vince McMahon made wrestling better for him. He
1: made it bigger. But did he
3: make it better for the but did fans? He it, but he didn't. And did he well, make it better for the wrestlers? It, so?
0: ma- it won wonder- the... Well, it it matters what your approach is, right? Well, when he says 30 territories
1: back in the day, you know what I think of? What? And I'm just being very honest because, and this is the truth, we've had enough guests on who've confirmed this. Mm -hmm. Back in those days, we had 30 territories, 30 little Vince McMahons screwing over all the wrestlers anyway. Every goddamn territory. They weren't all like, oh, are you hurt? Let me get you medical. Give me a break, guys.
3: Come on. Some were better than yeah. others though. Some, some be reputation better than others, some but some were good. None of them
1: were a
0: picnic. The whole None of them. The point you know? here from is what I've heard. Look. This country is a capitalist country, right? Yeah. Vince McMahon ate the competition. Yes, he did. So now Benny in sp- instead of spending $18 a week, you could save that up and you could spend your $150 a month
3: and a I'm year. I'm not saying
1: that's better by the way. I think Vince McMahon made wrestling uh, it, I mean, bigger, but you you know they were better? wrestling at that's a smaller a
3: venue and I, I got to believe that those wrestlers if you're, you know, if you're like say Memphis another example where they wrestled oh. at the Mid-South Coliseum every Monday night, you yeah. got to know that Jimmy Vang and, and Jerry Lawler and Dundee, they saw the same people in those first two rows every Yeah, there was a bonding there between the fans and the wrestlers and you don't have that anymore. It's just so impersonal. New, so, Jack, New, so, Jack, okay. okay.
0: New Jack oh, was
1: thrown with
3: the way on. Ja- uh, Jared Z- and Lawler Dan, treated him.
0: Not. Dan, I'm going to throw this at you now. So you heard what Benny okay. said. It's less impersonal. So is the real problem is that you, the wrestling fan, have lost your own little Idaho, and now you're upset that the entire world has found out the secret about the wonderful world of wrestling?
1: It's gotten kind of big.
2: I, I definitely I mean who re, you remember the famous speech when he talked about sports entertainment where he he had to admit that wrestling was a scripted entertainment mm-hmm. so we wouldn't have to pay the the sports fees if they because they if they considered it a competition he saved a lot of money not having to pay certain sports authorities if we said hey this is the same thing as putting on theater so I mean he had to peel back the curtain to save money something that, that yeah. other promoters wouldn't have done but um, I don't think it's the island, I will say, not to sound, you know, butterfly, what do they call that? the uh, butterfly effect, like ripple effect, but the, the current style of wrestling that Benny and I both are adamant not fans of, the, the 10,000 super kicks, the triple powerbomb off the top rope through a table that's not the finish, the, the style that started in the indies... Uh, mm-hmm. was originally, that was the anti-Vince style. These these guys didn't want to wrestle the the Vince style because they had to do their own thing. Right. And now that's become what everybody who's not a Vince guy is expected to do. Because you hear that. They talk about, we're going to b- hire somebody off the street and then we put them through uh, NXT, the, the training school, and we teach them the WWE style. And anywhere else you go, it's not the WWE style. So, I mean, Vince's death grip on the business ended up hurting the product overall in ways that it wouldn't have if it had stayed territory. So, no, it's I'm not angry. I don't have my island. I'm not mad that, that you know, kayfabe is dead, even though I think both of those are largely his fault. I... Don't like the fact that the product as a whole i I personally feel is worse than it used to be, and that all stems from the control and decisions he had because of that control it a lot of it boils down to him It's a good comment That's
1: fair. It, It's a very fair. intelligent he's indeed, comment he's entitled to feel that way that makes sense to but me. Uh, but
2: I will that ask you this
0: being that you've gotten older, both Dan and Benny both in, answer individually. think about your favorite favorite matches. Are, are from the old school days, right? Mm-hmm. I know, Dan, you're an NWA guy. Mm-hmm. I think, Benny, you're more of a Northeastern w- guy. W- I could w- be wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah WWF. But if
0: you ever sit back and watch those old matches, which, by the way, Don't do it. Don't I tell Farrow that. all the time, no. I no. loved, I went live to the Garden every month. He thinks they're terrible. I want to throw up in my mouth when I watch he, those he matches. He has a hard time
1: watching They're the awful. He <laughs> thinks they're awful.
0: So I ask you, give me a match I don't think- that is true, dear to your heart, and tell me the last time you watched it, and why is it true to your heart?
3: Hmm. Go ahead, Ben. Um, maybe uh, Bru- I watched Bruno and Zabisco. Actually, I watched Bruno and Zabisco, the actual feud, because oh, that that so really crazy. got me. Uh, oh. You know, nineteen eighty, yeah, Bruno's man. the tail end of his career. Actually, Bruno was gone; yep. he came back just yep. to fight Larry and. I mean, I was totally emotionally invested in that. Now, was the and Mike, we've talked about this offline, and I agree with you. It, it wasn't. It really wasn't the wrestling per se. Although I would have to say the wrestling, the the, the appeal to the wrestling was that it it, it looked real, but it, it was more ha- the emotion that that I don't have anymore. It was it, and it that goes. With with any of the matches, it, it you remember how you felt at the time, how invested you were in, in the wrestler or the match. I think it was much more that than the actual
2: wrestling match itself. Does that make sense? Sure.
1: Absolutely.
2: Dan? Yeah, I, I completely agree with what he's saying. And actually, it's funny. Um, we were talking recently about old shows and some of the early, going back to Vince, some of the early WWF pay-per-views that, that, you know, when you hear about like, uh, Savage Steamboat WrestleMania three, some of the matches that are considered the greater great matches of the time, st- I think still hold up. But w- when I look at what I grew up watching with the rock and roll in the midnight and Steamboat flair, even, and I'll admit I had a, a, a soft spot for some of the people like, like say Ronnie Garvin, who a lot of his work didn't hold up as well as it should have. Um, but can, I,
0: can I just stop you there? I have a question for you. So, and Farrow knows this, and I say this respectfully, the wrestling fan or the expert will always pull the steamboat flare matches out. How can any of those three matches be considered great when literally they drew three thousand four Four thousand and five thousand fans.
2: Dan. Well, I think it. Ha- I think it has to go with the with the nature. I mean, between the business and the times. I mean, I look at some of the matches that I've seen live. Some of the. Re- I mean, you know, anybody that's ever been to an indie show uh, at a modern indie show. I-, I go here in Virginia. We have a, a really good indie crowd. You go to a Armory, 500 people, and you get more emotion and more investment and more entertainment than when I went to the Coliseum for Raw and there was 20,000 people in the building. It's, I think to say that a match wasn't good just because the crowd was small ignores the quality of the match. I mean, look at the, the empty arena era WWE had during COVID. They were literally performing in front of no one, and there was still some quality television. Farrell,
1: I'm thinking about McIntyre's reign during the uh, COVID. Didn't really help him much. Well, what's your end. opinion
0: about Flair's Steamboat? I'm asking. Oh, you. I I tend to lean
1: towards that it was it was they were great matches, but they didn't grab or captivate the imagination the way Hogan Andre did. That's the way it goes. It doesn't mean that it's any less of a great match. They were great matches. I but when you consider great
0: the great matches of all time, yeah, you, you heard what Dan said. You heard that what it Benny does not said. not Have
1: to be a billion people there. But, but, but listen to what I'm that. saying. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Neither one of them mentioned Hogan Andre. That's the greatest Which both spectacle. you and I if consider the greatest, the greatest match of all
2: time. Greatest spectacle. If, if I I've may, ever seen go ahead. Um, to me, Spectacles. even even as a purist of talent. Uh, from a purely emotional standpoint as a fan, Hogan slamming Andre is still the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest moment in wrestling history. There it is. Very good. Uh, as, far is. As, just, as far as just the crowd reaction. Now, that match, if you go back and watch it in, in, a, in a vacuum, mm-hmm. it wasn't a very good match. You could yeah, tell but, Andre was immobile, and Hogan's right. American style was never going to carry the day. But... But the fans Who were cares? all over I it. Mean, right, they were all over it. Flair Garvin in the cage at Starcade was a terrible cage match, mm-hmm. but Flair was going to get that belt back, and that's all that mattered. It was the right. emotion of, of the story. Right. Um, you know, you look at, you mentioned, I heard, I heard you mentioned Drew McIntyre earlier, him beating Lesnar. That was an emotional moment. He finally got his due after, what, 15 years of yep. being having to claw his way through the company that treated him like garbage. Mm-hmm. There was no no crowd, and it was still an emotional moment. But, no, I, I, I think you can have emotion and storytelling and good wrestling, and they sometimes be mutually exclusive.
1: Does Vince McMahon get even a slight tip of that lovely cap you're wearing? Uh, the <laughs> fact that McIntyre had to go, yes, it's true. He wasn't getting over enough, and he wasn't being pushed for whatever you want to say it was. McIntyre went off to the Indies. Does Vince get a little tip of the cap to go? You know what? Uh, oh yeah, Your like like I said me. at the beginning, you kicked some ass. You showed me, and now I'm going to take care of you.
2: I mean, he did. Oh yeah, like like I, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but like I said at the beginning, we have, even on our show, we credit where credit is due. He definitely right. does. I mean, you you you're not a billion dollar company in in an era when wrestling was thirty territory competitive yeah. without some kind of talent. Right. It's just that that. You know, wrestling can also be a "What have you done for me lately?" kind of story. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I can credit him with Hogan and Savage and Andre, and uh, you know, taking a chance on the Warrior and some of the stuff that he did. That whether it played off or not, I mean, who would have who would have thought putting the Intercontinental Title on Santino would have turned to, out to be as popular a storyline as it was? This you got to be able to see you got to be able to see that, but that doesn't change the current old what however vince is now and the product that he put out and you saw it when he stepped away and the quality changed under Triple H. There was a noticeable change in quality. And then Vince comes back. And all it of a sudden, a the Raw after Mania was a terrible show. And it was clearly a Vince Raw again. Like, Are you guys you, currently you, you, you watching can't...
1: any of this product? Because I, I know you guys both obviously must enjoy storylines. Benny, have you watched the Bloodline storyline? The Bloodline What I'll do, I, I, I told Mike
3: this been... offline. Well, I, I won't watch a Raw or a SmackDown. But what I'll do is when I'm on YouTube... And I'll, I'll, if I see a a clip from Raw Smackdown, I will watch it just to kind of, you know, get the Reader's Digest version of it.
1: Okay. How about you, Dan? Do you watch the whole, have you sat and given a whole episode a shot or is it just, ah, screw this already?
2: (laughs) No, no. I I definitely still keep up with the modern product. I will admit for Smackdown, because of my Friday night schedule, I'll watch it Saturday morning, uh, Mm -hmm. the the stream version, which is 90 minutes with the commercials cut. So if they, I can't tell if there's a, an angle that, that I'm missing. Right. Um, right. I do remember uh, watching a, a 90 minute stream after the fact, and they had cut the debut of Stardust. And I remember somebody asking my opinion on that. And I had no idea who they were talking about. So I had to go back and watch the actual show, uh, fucking Hulu. Um, but no, as far as raw and, <laughs> and dynamite, I do watch the the whole, well, in Raw's case, I'll fast-forward through the commercials, but I do watch the whole thing.
1: Do you think that AEW is all that, the way they make it out, like, you know, or what do you think of AEW? Because it sounds like you don't like spot fests and calisthenics and uh, flip-flops
2: either. AEW is a great example of entertainment and story versus some of the stuff I do and don't like, like the feud last year between Punk and MJF with the, the... dog collar match and the promos. It was phenomenal as far as gripping, entertaining, uh, great stuff. And then the opening match of a pay-per-view is the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. And there was, at one point, my buddy and I watched, I think it was their cage match, and it was 151 super kicks mm-hmm. during the course of the match between the, the four guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, 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 you know, I'm watching f- – Boots made made of thumbtacks and flaming tables not be definitive. That I'm not a fan of, um, but that doesn't mean the entire product is garbage. When someone says I don't like John Cena, so WWE sucks, that's just ignorant and stupid. It's the same thing. You you can enjoy a product without liking maybe one or two people on it. I, the blood you said the bloodline storyline. I thought the bloodline storyline was was great, but that doesn't mean every second of SmackDown the last no, two years not. has been top notch.
1: Of course not.
0: I want to bring it back to your show. Um, you've had so many so many guests and really good guests. Benny, who was your favorite interview?
3: Uh, <laughs> I'd have to say Kent Patera. Although uh, we had a gentleman named Keith Elliott Greenberg, an author a couple of weeks ago, and he was phenomenal. But as far as like entertainment, I mean, the reason why I say Kent Patera is, I mean, I grew up watching Kent Patera. Now all of a sudden I'm interviewing the guy. It was surreal. I had to pinch myself. But he was very, very funny. The man has no filter. And he had some great stories.
1: How about you, Dan? What was your favorite interview?
2: Honestly, I'm I'm kind of cheating. Uh, one of our early episodes uh, first d- during the first couple was an interview we did with a gentleman named George Pontus, who's uh dear friend of mine. He was a, a filmographer who recorded a lot of the early NWA stuff that's so, like, Um, flair versus rogers for example or a lot of the uh, the someone sitting at ringside with a camera recording uh steamboat and flair and and anything in the 70s 80s that was him and i just the the history beside behind it because i've seen a lot of his footage before it went to the network and became mainstream so hearing the story of the little kid who basically begged and pleaded to sit at ringside and 40 years later he's still at ringside recording stuff and and he's still active in the business today uh i i loved that story and that episode actually was our first to uh really exceed big numbers i mean it was in the download numbers in the hundreds pretty quickly and that kind of gave us that was the moment benny and i realized like hey we might be on to something here it's not just two guys with a couple of microphones like we actually have a fan base and things just kind of went from there so it's got a soft spot in my heart that that show love it love it so dan
0: you open up your shows uh with the same question right you say we like to ask the question to your fans what do do you say do you what do you say to the uh, the person you're interviewing can you share that with the fans here
2: yeah. Every, every interview we start, we say it's, cause it's like a snowflake. Every answer is different. Uh, we always start with a two part question of when did you get, when did you become a fan of wrestling? And depending on their position, when did you decide to make wrestling a profession? Like when did you decide to become a wrestler or a referee or write about it or whatever? And we, we love starting with that question because like I said, some of the answers are so different. Everything from, uh, we, you talked about the crowd earlier. My, you know, how many times Benny have we had somebody who's their their story starts with my grandfather or my grandmother used to take me to the wrestling shows, and right. sometimes it's people who oh I I didn't like wrestling and a friend of mine dragged me along and next thing I know I'm hooked. So it's it's just fun to hear the stories because they're so different and it really sets the tone for. kind of person you're listening to because you you know you're talking to somebody who's in their 70s or or older that oh i've been watching wrestling since i was you know a kid these are these are you know 1950s they're sitting in front of a television and now we're hearing their story today so so i want i want to follow suit with you right because you know how much i
0: enjoy your show so i'm going to ask you one of the questions i ask a (laughs) lot of our guests right Yeah, yeah so one of Pharaoh's and my favorite movie is *The Wrestler*. Would you feel *The Wrestler* would have been as successful as it was if Evan Ginsberg wasn't the executive associate <laughs> producer of that movie? <laughs>
3: oh jeez!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No! No! There's no way it would have been as good. What are you talking? It was surreal. I was suddenly playing myself.
3: What did Booker T say? Tell me, you didn't just say
2: that.
1: Uh, no, we just, we just said that. Your thoughts?
2: Oh a- man! Absolutely, absolutely not. It, it would have been a forgotten relic uh, on the on the cutting room floor of the of a film festival in Idaho. Wow! <laughs> wow! Now
0: that was a great answer. Wow, there's a lot of hot butter on that popcorn. I just you
3: bought. ain't kidding. Oh
0: man!
1: <laughs> Holy! It's Holy listen. lather! Hey, anyway.
0: Wow.
1: Hey, my God. Uh, Especially wow. with the follow up, the sequel. The Empire <laughs> Stinks Up. What was that, 372 hours? What, what was that thing called? <laughs> anyway,
0: that was horrendous. Hold hey, uh, anyway,
1: So I like the answer, though.
0: Look, Good answer. Good answer. Here we go. Roman Reigns. Oh, I want you both to answer. Acknowledge him. It- is Roman Reigns in the top five greatest do wrestlers now not in pro wrestling history? They're not
1: going to acknowledge him now. Why did you phrase it that way? Oh, for God's Go God. ahead,
2: Benny.
0: Go
1: ahead, Benny. Pro
3: wrestling history. history. I mean, he's clearly <laughs> oh. the history.
1: Let him have it, Benny. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, well, but before you answer that, Benny, hold on. He's drawn the most money in the history of any champion. I don't care about that times of change and, uh, you know, recessions and inflation. He has drawn the most money in his short time as heavyweight champion than any champion. This is
1: the fifth longest reign in the history of the 60 years of the company. Understood. This is the fifth longest reign. Now, guys, go
0: ahead and, and retort.
3: That's really a tough one. I mean, the guy is incredible. The guy is definitely—he's clearly the the, okay. the the best in the sport at the moment. And He's been here. for a while, and he has drawn the most money. It's kind of hard to argue against that, okay. um, you know. But for example, last year, and i I'm, i use wrestle, uh, wrestlingdata.com dot com when I uh, for research for my stories, and according to that, he wrestled forty seven times last year. Mm-hmm. Now, on, on an average year, Bruno wrestled two hundred and seventy five times. So how do you, you know, how do you lump somebody with these guys who wrestle 300 times a year when he wrestled, you know, he's wrestling once a week?
1: Well, to me that means numerically that Vince McMahon Sr was a slave driver and Junior took it takes it easy on the guys.
3: Well, I mean they all they all did I mean, regardless
1: of the territory everybody was wrestling. I'm sorry, yeah. Betty, go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. No, I'm saying it's not just Vince Senior because regardless of any territory, you wrestled every every night of the week That's what much. I meant
1: earlier by all those territories. Listen, I love the old territory days, bro. I loved it. But to me, there was 30 different territories with 30 different mini Vince McMahons and getting what they can out of the workers and working the shit out of them. You know, I, I feel today. You know, maybe in,
2: a, in nailed it two right more years,
3: now. he's still a champion. Absolutely. Oh, it's crazy what's going Dan, on. Dan, what are your crazy. thoughts?
2: Well, I, I think it's important to know that the wrestling, like you said, the 30 territories, the wrestling business is different now than it, it was. I mean, sure, between sure. The, the USA deal, the Fox deal, Peacock, the, mm. the WWE it gets has something like $600 million a year in revenue before Crazy. they sell a single ticket or t-shirt. Crazy. Crazy. And, you know, Roman Reigns is the perfect champion for that. He doesn't have to wrestle every week. It it It's nice to have a champion that feels like an attraction again because he does take swaths of time off. And I I mean that as a compliment to him that, you know, his matches feel like a big deal. Yes. Um, Yes. yes. They feel like a heavyweight
0: fight. Absolutely.
2: Yes. As as far as best ever, I mean, he's definitely – he's the best – Product today, like across wrestling period, as far as draw, as far as emotion, as far as what he brings to what he's doing. Um, And I don't think, and I also, it goes to Benny and I have talked a lot about managers, the importance of managers. I don't think Roman is nearly as successful without Paul Heyman or the mouthpiece. I agree. So, you know, I mean, I think he's exactly what he needs. As far as best ever, he's the best of this era, but that's like people that want to compare Tom Brady and Joe Montana or, you know, current current, a current pitcher with like, you know, Nolan Ryan or, or somebody of that, you know, the older era, uh, Sandy Koufax where it's, it's hard to compare others. He's Mm -hmm. definitely top 10 as far as what he brings to the sport. Um, but there's guys that, that, Like Bruno could, you could blindfold Bruno and break three of his knuckles, and he would wrestle Roman into a pretzel in about two minutes. Um, You know, so uh, as far as as his in-ring thing, I, I I will say, uh, as far as a compliment of a criticism, Roman really only has about seven or eight things that he does each match. But he, he brings more to a small moveset than someone like a Kevin Nash or, an, or a late-era Hulk Hogan ever, ever did.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good.
2: I have to add one thing, though,
3: if I can. Yeah. Ro- Roman Reigns cheats. Bruno never cheated. So when the referee's back was turned, Dominic DiNucci never slapped Tara Tanaka in the face with a piece of gabagool. Maybe he right? should have. Wow.
0: Saka wow. magica. <laughs> there you go. Let's not forget about that.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah, Previous that's, show we
0: yeah. had a guest on. Um, <laughs> Benny, I want you to share your story of your idol and meeting your idol, Bruno San Martino. And when you're done, I want you guys to send us out because we're almost out of time. But what the Dan and Benny show have meant for each of you. So go ahead, Benny.
3: Okay. So I became friends with a gentleman named Mike Migott on Facebook. And Mike lives in Johnstown City, Pennsylvania, runs a, a printing company, and became friends with Bruno. I guess Bruno needed some posters made. And Mike was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. Uh, he's probably about your age, you know, mid-50s. And um, so, I mean... Bruno calls asking for these posters. Mike's, you know, Mike makes them for Bruno at no charge, and they become very good friends. And um, so I, on Bruno's birthday, it would have been October 6th and 2017, I wrote a tribute on Facebook to Bruno. And um, so Mike read it, and he said, and he called me. He said, Do you, I'm going out to dinner with Bruno tomorrow night. Would you mind if I read it? To Bruno, I said, would I mind? Are you kidding me? Like, absolutely read it to him. And he said, well, he might call you. I said, yeah, whatever, sure. And uh, the next day, I was working at a car dealership. I was living in Minnesota. I worked for a dealership in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Six o'clock, which is normally, I'm swamped. My, my office is empty. The phone rings, and it's Mike. He said, somebody wants to talk to you. And um, I mean, and I'm thinking, sure, right? He's going to be somebody who can imitate Bruno, And, but nobody, Bruno had a very distinct speaking style. And what he said to me is, Benny, where did you learn to write those beautiful words? I said, Bruno, when when it comes from the heart, it's actually very, very easy. And we chatted for about uh, maybe 10 minutes. And then, I you know, Mike got up back on the phone. And about a week later, uh, Mike said, Bruno really liked you. Um, They're doing a, a Christmas dinner at Rico's, which is Bruno's favorite restaurant in Pittsburgh. Bruno would like to know if you'd like to, you know, join us. Wow! I- I'm telling you, within a half Damn. an hour, I had bought my plane ticket, oh, yeah. reserved a hotel room, and gotten got my PTO from work, and it was December the 16th, 2017, and it was, I mean, besides my kids being born, it was probably the greatest night of my entire life. I sat next to Dominic Dinucci. I was about maybe seven feet from Bruno and uh, Donnie Iris, the the rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Do you remember him?
1: Love, is like, a Love rock. is like a rock. Yeah, sure, sure,
3: sure. And Aliyah, yeah, he was at the end of the table, and uh, very cool. Yeah, and now as far as what Dan and Benny means to me, um, I one of my, my one of my sons still lives in Minnesota. Dan and somebody he worked with actually said, "Hey, is your dad Benny Scala? And and, and he said, well, "Yeah, how did you know that?" He goes, "I watch I watch him on your on his podcast." And I'm like, holy cow, like and uh, I could tell how proud my son was when he told me that story. and I'm thinking like if if that's the only person who ever watched me, that alone made it worth it.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Dan? Uh, yeah, I you know, I work uh, outside of the podcast. I work uh, for a defense contractor, and I had somebody come by my old office about a year and a half ago and want to put his name in. We were doing a drawing for a uh uh giving away it <clears throat> jimmy valiant autograph and this guy was like he he found where i worked and he's like oh yeah you know i heard you worked here and he was a fan of the show and he wanted to put his name in for the the jimmy valiant drawing and it's it's just funny that like benny said you know you you i, I actually regardless of where the show goes from here i've ran into somebody who recognized me and was a fan and that's just such a neat feeling, but I'm at the age where, you know, I'm in transition. Like I tell people, you know, uh, uh, my parents are both in their seventies. I've got aunts and uncles in their seventies. I've got no grandparents left. Like life is taking things away more than it's giving them to you now. And this show lets us cement some history that was really important to Benny and I, when we were younger and I, I, treasure the chance to be able to do that and this show gives us that the way that I didn't think I would have had at this point in my life. Wow. Well,
0: first of all, that's another thing I wanted Great to say. Great answers, by the way. Dan, Great thank answers. you for your service. I didn't get that opportunity when we first started the show, so thank you. Um quite the difference from the Monty and the Faro show. We get lawyers going on Saying "fuck you, Monty" and the not to mention death threats. <laughs> die,
1: die, Pharaoh. These guys are getting invited to go eat with Bruno.
0: What you it's guys fair. are Wait all kidding aside, what you guys are doing um, is true art. And if you love the sport of wrestling, this is the show to watch yeah. or, or listen to. Thank you. Um, hey, I'm guys, a huge I fan.
1: Real fast. Thank you both. I'm not giving a shit about the crap you're going to hear for having the balls to come on and talk to us. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. You tell, you tell those people too bad.
3: Yeah. Well, we're heels now. We don't care, right?
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's
1: right. They're heels.
0: Mr. Fuji, salt pocket right in the eyes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, it was our honor to have you on the show. Um, we would certainly consider you guys friends. And Likewise. keep up the good work. I hope to see your Definitely. 200th episode Definitely. where you'll have Chubby Tortello, Ooh. my lawyer, on, Shit. and uh, maybe <laughs> one hour with Chubby will be enough to make you quit, but hang in there. You
1: made fun of
3: me. Hopefully, Brock by then Purdy. he's done with his uh, Jane like Fonda workouts. <laughs>
0: What's
3: right.
1: Up,
0: buddy?
3: We'll
1: see you guys
0: around. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, guys. Yes, sir. Right, take
1: Thank care. You. Thanks a lot, guys.
0: All right, Farrell, what do you your brother?
1: I think I like them. That's what I think.
0: You don't like a lot of people. I don't.
1: I can't stand people. I like them. They're cool. They're I
0: got to cool. tell you. I, and they got I, balls I, because I'm they're going to get some s- shit for coming on I feel, the show. I, I actually so feel a little them. intimidated between those two and Why? then you. Why? Why? Because you guys know wrestling. I know nothing. Would you stop doing that? You I know nothing. I put the Asian spike all, on that kid all, in eighth grade. All, what I, do, are you talking all about? I do is make stupid comments. <laughs> Well, you serve a purpose. What's well, the problem? What the... Stop it! But I got i got to tell you, uh, yeah. having... Uh, Those are good dudes. I will tell you, like, when he was talking about AEW, yeah. I bit my lip. Well, um, you can see... Well, he also said he didn't want to see 151 Yeah, super but kicks. with all I due mean, respect... Again, people like what they like. Yeah. But... To me, uh... He didn't strike that me ev- as a huge fan of them. No, okay. but when he was saying how enthralled he was about the MJF, uh... That's... Storyline with CM Punk or whatever. I see somebody
1: being into that. they just not you.
0: I guess. I wasn't that maybe I just Maybe I just hate on AEW well, too much. Maybe no, that's the
1: problem. No, 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 no. And by the way, there's... Just like we were saying, like, you can going to have a great... Like he said about the bloodline. Yes, the bloodline's great, but what about the rest of the show? Same there. Yes, MJF and and, uh, Jericho is is cool, or MJF and Punk is cool. But what about the rest of the show? You know what I mean? It Mm. goes both ways a lot of the times. A show can have an awesome main event type story, but everything underneath it could be the drizzling shits. It all depends.
0: Well, you know how many?
1: You know how much filler shit was there in the Attitude Era? Oh, it's terrible. You ever stop and look at some of those
0: shows? Here's one thing. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that I don't necessarily agree on. What's that? It's like instantaneous. Vince is back. The show sucks. Yeah, that's a little little much. I said to you numerous times, you're like, so what do you think of Raw? It's it's getting good with Triple H. What did I say to you? It's it's the same thing.
1: It seems like the same thing. It seems like the same thing. I noticed the change. But I wouldn't expect you as much to, to, dude. You didn't sit and watch NXT for years like I did. Right, right. I know how Triple H writes. I wouldn't expect you to go instantly. Oh, that's the stamp of Triple H. Right. You know what? I, I get worried if you said that. I'd be like, "What do you? What'd you turn into a nerd?" Yeah. Well, no, you you're even right. know that. You know what I mean? But uh, I think that's a little extreme as far as you know. Vince took over. Now it stinks again. I don't think it stinks. I just don't think it's. This is after WrestleMania did. It doesn't always take off after WrestleMania.
0: It, it has it also, also, you guys think about this. We were going, going so hard and heavy for about four months leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah, people that was were, a hell of a People run. were going crazy. Yeah, it was a good and run. And you kind of just got a little there burnt out on it. There has to be,
1: be a come down from that. There has to be.
0: But I, I, well, no. again, everybody, I do recommend every Wednesday uh, they're on audio. I always tell them to try to go on YouTube or, yeah. or Rumble or something. Yeah, why but why um, you see on that
1: guy's man cave?
0: Oh, that's okay, better.
1: Yeah, yeah, that Put mine like, to shame. Check out my man cave. I would have that on YouTube all the time. Oh
0: well. Did you like his uh, his little uh, lamb yeah, chops, there? Yeah, I like them. I wanted it's him a to go lamb like. Probably want the peanut.
1: What happened to Benny? Didn't Benny have long hair though? What was Benny cut happen? his hair? Uh,
0: why? Uh, all seriousness. That's rough. Every Wednesday, watch a show. I'm a look.
1: I like it. I will tell you. I should say
0: something. It's funny. I get up early for work, right? Okay, as say you know. Out
1: there. Yeah. And yeah. I always go
0: to my phone, right? While I'm yeah. I taking a dump or whatever else right
1: you're not the guy who left
0: that shit in the bathroom <laughs> over
1: there are you it's like nope. because you no. died
0: in the jurassic age if that's the case <laughs> but go um god but i always go oh i wonder who they have on and yeah. I, I go i look and then i'm mm-hmm. like oh my god what's the- this what is this but then you get some and then i then i get into the office right. i put it on and i'm like holy right. christ they what a some, great interview some re-
1: recognizable names obviously too but you're right they'll pull out the sneaky one yeah it's like whoa what's this and i get a little
0: push- jealous sometimes i'm like damn Where'd they find that guy? Where'd they find that guy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, why
0: don't you ask him? Where'd you find him? Nah, I don't think. And do then that. we can roast him. Nah, I got rules.
1: And then it will be like, why did you... Refer we me have the standard, we have the standard rules charts. on this show. We do? Yes. Oh, that's right. We never follow, we lead.
0: That's correct.
1: That's true. Wow. Well, arrogant, aren't we?
0: Yes. And humble, too. What do you think of that, Jared? Right? What? We don't follow, we lead, right? Definitely. Right, so... Let me ask you something. So they have a great guest on, an incredible guest, the most incredible guest of all time. Are we wrong for not taking that guest after them? Uh, Depends.
2: (laughs) Depends who the guest is. Right. So I will tell. There could be some overlap.
0: I'm going to tell you a quick story. Right. I had a guest that was on a couple other shows right. reach out to us and said, I'd yes. love to be on your show. Nope. And I said, No. Nope.
1: You warded it down.
0: I said, No. You watered, you watered, it, watered down. it down. One no, thing, Ron Shaw. Sure. You punk. You punk. <laughs> that is insane. You punk. <laughs> We're not apologizing, Ron. You can forget it. Anyway, or are we? No. Good! Don't you go song again on me. Big fan of those guys. Yeah. And you know what you did say? They are gonna get a lot of heat. They are on this and show. I give
1: them a lot of credit too. And I hope that they do you know people. Throw le- the fuck off. It legitimately it's their opinion. It
0: legitimately was a ballsy move.
1: I think it was. I give them a lot of props for how that. How
0: about how about Dan with a quick reaction on the old uh wrestler question? Yeah. He actually returned pretty well. Like yeah. he recovered yeah. after he laughed. Yeah. Till he peed in his pants. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: But he's got to make sure that, uh, you know, Evan still wants to, you know, talk wrestling with him. Maybe not. Otherwise, I'll never
1: speak to you again. Just
0: think. I what don't year know. was that? We'll call it 19. 19- the, rest- the, the wrestler was what, 2009, right? I can't remember. It was in the early 2000s. The- I don't oh, 2009. I was going in for I my surgery. I, remember. I can't okay. remember. Okay. So just think about it. It's surreal. If- I can't remember. <laughs> if. if-, <laughs> if- you were in Wrestling Universe in yeah. 2008 yeah. with Greg the Hammer Valentine oh, because God. you were doing a signing. More
1: toilet paper. <laughs>
0: Hurry up. You would have yeah. been associate producer for The Wrestler. No, I wouldn't have. That's how simple it was. I,
1: I wouldn't have, though. Why? Because I would have been in The Wrestler.
3: <laughs> like, well, he, was not, in a, not, he was in The Wrestler. Not going,
1: hi, my name is Farrow. This is surreal. Why are you not shaking my head, Randy the Ram? <laughs> No way. I am a big fan of yours. No way. I would have been at least a timekeeper. Something. Hi, valid. I watched you in Madison Square <laughs> That's me ringing that bell. That's me. I was there. What happened? I was in wall bounds and the guy walked in and we started talking about Bruno. And the next thing you know, I had my own Facebook page. My opinion was dominating the charts. Donate now. Billy Graham's liver hurts. Fuck off. Seriously, just, just fuck off already. <laughs> stop it already. Get off your fucking preaching high horse. Oh my god. Fuck yourself. Oh my god. Oi, oi, oi. Hey, well, I was a hamburger cook. <laughs> I was a hamburger cook. Hey, what are you doing under the table? Playing footsie with me? What are you doing? You stop Hold on. that. Hold on. Stop it. Hello. Stop it. <laughs> Hello, Pharaoh. I say hello to you. Oh, God damn. Stand up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. 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 Hi, Betty.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh donate! Boy. <laughs> I tell you, thank God, thank God, thank God he was the associate producer <laughs> oh, yeah. of that movie. God only knows what would happen. God, I really have. Knows. God
0: only knows. Send us on away. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Don't forget, next Thursday and then Friday, we're in a marathon. We've got the great Marty Jannetty, where you can ask Marty Ranger. anything. Great opportunity for you guys. We've then, got Valvinus with Hello. Marty in the middle here asking Valvinus questions. And too. Eugene. And Eugene. And who else we got? And then we got Manny Fernandez, dude. Oh, my God. And then we've got... Tommy Rich. Get the bowl packed. I mean,
1: don't come looking for us
0: when we're in the park. (laughs) lot. there'll be plenty of liquor. Yeah. Plenty of food. Yeah. Jared, are you ready? Wait Matthew, I am red, dude. I, I'm ready. I, I'm laughing my ass off. I just can't. But I gotta tell you, <laughs> Dan and Benny, thank you again. Faro sent us on you, the you way. Dan and Benny, you've
1: been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. And until fucked up what day is that of the week is it? Is it a Friday? It's a Friday. <laughs> until fucked up Friday. Later. Well, we're back on Thursday. Well Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll see you on Thursday. And then we'll get fucked up on Friday. We love you. Good night. Later.